Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Give us a subscribe. We'd appreciate it. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm here with John Macon Gillespie of the Grove Report. We do our little thing where we talk about Ole Miss sports and the news of the day. And honestly, John, the news of the day right now is recruiting. Yeah, it's uh, it was it, it was a big weekend. Um, in Oxford, I mean, it, it, you know, one commitment obviously is, is always good, but when they come in a string kind of like they did, um, you know, I, I think, I think some of us thought, okay, Saturday things may slow down just a little bit, but no, it, it didn't. It was, it was a big weekend. Um, and Lane Kiffin and company are red hot on, on the recruiting trail right now. Yeah, and let's start with the fact that they flipped uh, Austin Simmons from Florida to Ole Miss. This is a kid that is a class of 2025 prospect. And if you don't know what's going on with Austin Simmons, he's a homeschooled player that just got all the credits done to graduate high school when he was a freshman in high school. Since then, he's been taking college-level classes, and he's attending different schools for different sports. It's a weird thing that apparently they can do in Florida. Um, but he's going to get to Oxford as an academic junior. Um, this is it's like Dookie Hauser's. It's absolutely ridiculous. And also, um, on three just released a note where a Power Five coach has compared him to Tua and said he had some Tua in him. It's it's an interesting situation. It's a big time quarterback and it's massive for that Ole Miss quarterback room. Yeah, and you know we, we we've talked a lot about how good this quarterback room already was. Um, and adding a young piece like Simmons this early, um, one, it, I mean, it, it's it's never a bad thing to have more talent in any position group, but especially the quarterback room. Um, but adding one who is as young as he is, but also appears to be as college ready as he is, um, you know, that's that's a really big get. And it's it's always good for publicity and other recruiting um pursuits as well to to flip someone from an SEC foe so yeah and, and, and if people talk look at this it's not like a 15 year old is going to college he is 17 and a half years old um as it is he hasn't been hold back he just like you said he was homeschooled and the way that goes to put that in perspective Jackson Dart was also a 17 year old when he got to college so this isn't a situation we're just taking a young kid um and just putting in like what is it, major, little little big league or something like that? Uh, it's not that situation. Um, he's probably going to have to develop some. He's probably going to have to take a red shirt this year, but that's fine. But you can see that Lane Kiffin is trying to reconstruct, and he does this all the time, um, what he had at Alabama when he recruited Jalen Hurts and then went and got Tua, then got Mac Jones. He's got a similar situation building in Oxford. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a picture um, that has gone around social media for years now of uh, the the quarterback room that was at Alabama, kind of in that era. You know, all three or four of them kind of on the field there together, and you look at it, and it's like, hey, these guys have professional futures, you know, um, or professional presence now, I guess I should say. Um, and if if that's his strategy at Ole Miss, I mean, it's obviously paid off um in in the past and uh you know i think that he has really attacked this quarterback this quarterback room heavily which i think was a, a necessity um for for depth and just for overall talent purposes but um 
yeah, I mean, it's if you're an Ole Miss fan, it's hard to complain about where that room stands right now. Yeah, and for people that want to say that just because Austin Simmons is so young and everything, he's automatically going to do something, I fall into that trap as well. Uh, just remember that Jalen Hurts was the same age when he got to Alabama and was started as a true freshman. Yep. So um, let's move on to Traveris Burks, um, or Banks, Traveris Banks, sorry, um, who is from, I think, Northridge High School in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Obviously, Pete Golding would be familiar with him. But this was an Egg Bowl test. And in years past, tomorrow's show is all about the Egg Bowl rivalry and Egg Bowl recruiting. But we'll give a little taste tonight um, when we put this up here. I think that NIL has killed the Egg Bowl recruiting as we knew it where like the Tommy Kelly at the Ramada Inn or Robert Elliott with like Jeans Page like playing offensive line to keep college coaches out of there the weird stuff the reason we love Egg Bowl recruiting now in the age of NIL Mississippi State in my opinion is so behind the eight ball um, with NIL that gatekeeper that if you don't hit the number and are competitive on NIL you can't even do the other stuff to be competitive. And right now, I just think that Ole Miss has money. Mississippi State's kind of broke. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you and I talked some before we hit record that, you know, obviously I don't have any sourcing at Mississippi State. Um, I mean, I have friends who went there, but as far as inside those buildings, I, I don't really have anybody to, to talk to. Um, but the consensus – or general consensus kind of around the state of things in Starkville from an NIL perspective is not good. Um, as you know, as, as far as compared to Ole Miss and other SEC programs. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and, and the NIL landscape, at least the way that things are headed right now, that's the new way to be successful, not just in Mississippi or in, or in the SEC, but in college football. Right. Um, so, I mean, if, if you are behind in NIL, you know, you're going to start seeing those repercussions year one, year two, year three down the road when you just don't have the same amount of proverbial horses that these other programs have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's different now um, because of how the two schools have attacked the NIL recruiting landscape. Um, it has definitely impacted, I think, how – uh, in-state recruiting, Egg Bowl recruiting as a whole has gone. Um, and, you know, the, the days that you and I were kind of used to, you know, may, may be changing, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah, if you look at the, uh, like, the on-three consensus ranking for the 2024 class, they have their recruit prediction machine that goes up and they tell who all is in it in each of their picks. And you don't get to the first one that even shows Mississippi State until you get to like 14th in the state. It's got to the point where they, they did manage to flip Fat Clark from Winona, but he was a low-level three-star that NIL wasn't necessarily, that's not something that was up there where he could make a decent amount of money doing that. And they celebrated that, which tells me they know there's a problem as well. Yeah, and I don't know. There, there's always going to be, I think, there's always going to be that kind of, I don't know if bragging rights is the right word, but the, over those in-state kids, right? But I think that if the current trajectory continues, you're going to start seeing those kids that both schools are pursuing. Ole Miss is going to win more and more of those battles if the NIL 
you know, current setup of, of both places kind of continues on this on this path. It should be quite interesting. I guess the litmus test of what we're saying will be like J.J. Harrell and Braylon Burnside. If Mississippi State can like, I don't know, coagulate their funds, I don't know. Um, put them all together and just kind of go all in on one or two players, they might have a chance. Um, but if it sits the way it is, they're probably not going to get Braylon Burnside or J.J. Harrell. Uh, I think J.J. is going to go to Ole Miss and Braylon Burnside could – Heck, he could pop anywhere. I mean, we have an elite group of players in the state of Mississippi, and it's just the worst time for Mississippi State to be in the position they're in. It's not, I hope they enjoy the new duty noble field and they built, spent all that money on the baseball stadium, um, but now there, there's no money for NIL. It's yeah. one of those situations where capital projects kind of ate up the donor class for the school that notoriously is known as not the rich school as compared to Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. th they take pride in that. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it may be a year or two down the line before we see impacts on the field, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's definitely possible that we're kind of headed in that direction. Yeah. I coined a phrase uh, on the podcast that's going to debut. I'll, I'll debut it tonight instead of tomorrow. But if this continues with NIL, Mississippi State is in danger of becoming Vanderbilt without the degree. That's that, that that's harsh, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it should be quite interesting. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we will continue to go. We're under a month to media days. I filled out my FTP credentials and everything to get ready for media days already. So we're starting to go down that road. It's going to be interest, interesting content-wise, so just kind of bear with us, all of us, as we get going down this last month. It's the worst month for a college football fan, the month before media days. Anyway, John, thank you very much for stopping by today, and we will talk to you later, man. All right. Always a pleasure, Stephen. Thank you. All right. Goodbye, Rob.